Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, and welcome to another episode of HR in 15. I'm Jackie McGrath, Human Resources Business Partner, and your host again today. We're joined once again by Catherine Matice, founder and CEO of Civility Partners. Thank you for coming back today, Catherine. Thank you. Happy to be back. Today, we're going to continue our conversation on psychological safety in the workplace by discussing how employers can create a workplace environment where their employees thrive. First, we should remind our audience about you and your company. Can you tell us a little bit about Civility Partners? Sure. I started in HR, uh, worked my way up to director of HR, and uh, worked with another director who I felt was engaging in some bullying behaviors and uh, ended up getting my master's degree while I was working there and, and did all of my graduate research on workplace bullying and joke that I have a master's degree in workplace bullying. Um, and so these days, Civility Partners is focused on uh, turning around toxic work environments through workforce surveys and then helping leaders address those results. Uh, we also do tons of training and also we coach leaders who engage in toxic behaviors. Thanks for sharing that, Catherine. In our last episode, we discussed the definition of psychological safety and examples of how it affects the workplace. Today, we're focusing on how employers can make sure that their company culture is a place their employees can thrive. So Catherine, can you tell us the benefits of this kind of culture? Sure. So as we discussed last time, when people feel psychologically safe, they're more comfortable to be themselves or they are comfortable to be themselves. They're comfortable to ask questions and make mistakes and share ideas without fear of repercussion. And so, of course, the benefits of that are uh, one, it encourages creativity. If you feel comfortable to offer suggestions, ask questions and so on, you know, you're, you're going to have more innovation, more creativity among your team. And you never know, you know, where that'll lead you. You might get that crazy idea that will change the world. Um, and of course, if people feel like they can be comfortable to be themselves, that means they're feeling very included, which improves morale. If you feel respected and you feel heard and you feel valued, then you're going to work harder. You're less stressed. Um, and of course, happy employees are less likely to leave the organization. So it's reducing turnover. I, I would say um, if you think of psychological safety and that old Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, the which was the idea that essentially you can't be the best version of yourself until your safety needs are met, your physiological needs are met, and until you feel like you're loved and valued. And only when you feel loved and valued can you have healthy self-esteem, and only then can you self-actualize. So um, you just, you know, who doesn't want, you know, things like employee engagement, all of that's about discretionary effort, right? Trying, and the more engaged people are, the more effort they give. Um, I think psychological safety is sort of similar to that. The more safe people feel, the more they'll give you. Absolutely. That's a great, a perfect um, example that you gave. And I think, too, it'll allow employees to continue growing uh, within the organization. Yep. Yeah. They and, and, of course, we all like to grow. Nobody wants to stay stagnant. So if people feel like they can grow and 
um, have ideas that they're allowed to go and test out. That's just um, everybody wins. Those are all really important facets of a healthy workplace. Um, can you let us know what are some ways employers can encourage psychological safety in the workplace? Sure. So I think there's two parts to that question. So first, I want to talk about what managers and supervisors and, and HR and leaders can do to encourage psychological safety, because I think there's an interpersonal component. And then I'd be happy to share some of the more employer versions or company versions. So um, I notice a lot. My first tip is related to not being defensive, right? Being active in the way that you listen being open-minded. So active listening, of course, we've all heard that phrase. It's about being present and mindful, open-minded, um, putting distractions away, paraphrasing, making eye contact. I think probably all of your listeners, if you're in HR, you've been through some sort of training that talked about active listening. Um, but part of it too is holding your tongue and not making judgment, not being defensive, um, and just really being truly willing to collaborate. So that's one, one tip for us as individuals. Um, another is to give feedback. You know, you we live in a world where it's like, and I think we're slowly getting out of this where it's, you know, feedback supposed to come from the hierarchy that it goes down, but maybe not back up. Um, and we've got to change that. So really being open to feedback when people give it to you and being open with your feedback for others and coming at it from a place of collaboration and caring that, hey, this is about making you be more successful than you already are um, versus tearing you down with criticism. Um, and then, of course, giving positive feedback, giving compliments. Um, in fact, we just had a blog post go out a couple of weeks ago about compliments and how we often say things like, oh, good job or thanks for that but that that's only half of a compliment. You've got to give a whole compliment. Hey, good job. It was really great that you did X, Y, and Z on this, or, you know, so that, or if you say, thank you, thank you for that. It made my life better in the following ways. Um, so really communicating openly about um, the feedback and giving that full compliment, that full positivity. Um, those are some of the ways that that people are going to feel more psychologically safe if you're making it very clear that it's a safe environment, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I have to say, actually, at Prestige, uh, during our uh, town halls, our, our quarterly uh, business meetings, our COO does what he calls shout outs. And basically, it's giving kudos uh, to particular employees, but there are quite a few uh, of, you know, when the employees have gone above and beyond. And honestly, it really makes people feel special. It boosts morale um, and it just really makes people feel appreciated and loved, like you said, and uh, they're going to be better employees and, and continue being contributing, uh, grateful employees. Absolutely. We, we all love a good shout out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, fantastic. And, um, you know, a lot of other things that I think are, are uh, key is to, for uh, HR to always have, you know, an open door policy. And if technically that's not possible, at least let employees have the opportunity to, to see HR during specific office hours. I think that would be a, a good recommendation too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I wanna, I wanna talk about that open door policy for a second because sure. I do hear that a lot. 
I, I want to, and then we this can tie into kind of part two of my answer around the what organizations can do. Um, I hear that a lot, you know, the open door policy. Um, I think HR has to be aware of the vulnerability that comes with talking to HR. And I was talking about this a lot in relate related to harassment before COVID. And then I was talking about it related to COVID. Um, but this idea that at work, we are supposed to not be emotional, right? You're supposed to focus on objectives, KPIs, goals, tangible results, charts and graphs and all of that. And you know, it, what happens if you cry or you look weak and all of this stuff. And so we have to really shift our mindset around emotions and vulnerability at work, because when we're saying psychological safety, what we're saying is someone can feel free to be vulnerable. But our society has so far made it pretty clear that you're not supposed to be vulnerable at work. You're not supposed to be emotional at work. So if if HR has an open door policy and puts that out there, that's a great first step. But HR also has to make it very clear that if you come to my office and cry your eyes out, I'm not going to say that you're weak. I'm not going to see you as weak. I'm going to be totally okay with it. Um, you know, in something like harassment, being harassed is a emotional place to be. I'm being harassed. My job is essentially threatened because I'm in this ugly situation and I'm concerned about the consequences of reporting and all of that. So just something to think about, um, you know, when when thinking about that open door policy that it has to include emotions and a vulnerability and you have to be OK with it. Um, so that's, that's the the human and the human resources part. Yes, exactly. But mm -hmm. we get, you know, of course, we live in this society, too. We get sucked up in those goals and metrics, especially now with uh, now that we can have so many more metrics than we had even five or 10 years ago um, that we can't lose sight of that human piece. Um, so back to your question about what organizations can do, um, you know, one is is obviously don't tolerate poor behavior that affects psychological safety. So, you know, if you have an anti-bullying policy and of course you have an anti-harassment policy, great. But do you do you really live it? Um, and so if somebody comes to you and says they're being mistreated, what's your reaction to that? So a big piece is how HR responds, you know, because uh, people are going to know that, hey, well, they're pushing us on these core values on us. But we all know that, you know, Frank in marketing is a horrible person and nobody likes him and he's mean, but yet he still works here. Then there's a lot of mis mixed messaging there. So really sticking to your word that we have policies and we hold people accountable to it. Um, we talked previously about surveys, you know, measuring where are people, how are they feeling, what do they need, and then creating an action item around all of those needs that show up in the survey is another great way to create psychological safety. Um, and really training managers, too, on um, making it very clear that, hey, if you hear of gossip, microaggressions, sarcasm, that that other stuff that we don't usually address, you should be addressing that and coaching people not to do that, just like you would coach them if they were showing up late to work all the time or missing deadlines. Um, so that's another key piece that it's kind of, I say it's kind of an easy piece because a lot of organizations aren't doing that. There's plenty of trainers out there who deliver that sort of training, us included. Um, so that's a really great step as well. Absolutely. Kind of putting an end to the uh the water cooler chat. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to think we don't, we really don't step in when there's uncivil behavior. And I'll use that word to describe lots of things like gossip. You know, we don't, we allow that stuff to happen um, because a lot of times managers don't know that they're supposed to not let that happen or they're maybe engaging in it too. So um, all of, you know, just all of this whole not tolerating poor behavior comes with giving people the tools to not tolerate it. <laughs> um, one thing we've been doing lately too is bystander intervention training. So um, what oh. people don't realize is if they witness negative behavior and they don't say anything that makes them an enabler or a reinforcer of that behavior. So um, I know during Me Too and things, um, you know, lots of organizations were using the see something, say something, but we're not wired to jump in front of a bus. So we're not wired to step in like that. So um, giving training on how to step in and when and why and who to who to talk to about it. Great. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think we're coming up on 15 minutes left, which is why I stopped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Great. I think you can kind of close it out, Jackie, if you feel like, you know, that's a good place to stop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll end it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. No problem. I'm just going to clap so we can pick up that last part. Okay. But okay. yeah, go ahead. In five, four, three, two, one. Catherine, those are great tactics. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate your time today, and I'm sure our listeners do as well. Be sure to check out the amazing resources that Catherine and Civility Partners do at www.civilitypartners.com. You can also listen to more episodes of HRN15 at www.hrn15.com. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.